social media yeah. phenomenons. Amani Bates led the Cavs to a 4 0 summer. <laughs> ah! Wait, did you just call him a phenomenon? <laughs> he is an internet phenomenon right now. The oh, young phenom, the algorithm king is back. Better than ever. I don't I don't think it I've been covering obviously working here for 12, 12 years, okay? I don't think I ever talked about Summer League before this year. Except as G pointed out, maybe the year with um uh, when LeBron Benjamin. came back, because, uh, no, no, uh, Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, they got yeah, the first pick. Right, right, he was right. the first pick Overall, in the draft, and right. then they traded him. We he have did. talked Which so much about Imani Bates. You know why we have? He's like the fiftieth pick in the draft. It's Here's crazy. why we have. What are the metrics, Mike? No, I know. I told you guys. I'll say it again. I truly believe, and I'll, I'll run the report this weekend, that the four most clicked-on athletes in the history of UCSS, in order. Go number one, Deshaun Watson, number two, Baker Mayfield, number three, Stefanski, and I'll count him as an athlete in this category because sure. he's a, a main character, and number four, Amani Bates. That is, and he's been I here mean, for insane. three years. So that's, that's ahead of Donovan Mitchell. That's yeah. ahead of Jose I believe Ramirez. it is ahead of Donovan Mitchell. I'll run the report, but I can guarantee you flat out, hands down, he's ahead now, of every other Cav, not named Mitchell, and every Guardian. I'm, I'm guilty that I told Bull today. Yeah. I, I find, and it's a guilty pleasure because when I'm typing his name into the Google search bar, I'm like – the hell am I doing? <laughs> he doesn't even start. But, but I want to see <laughs> right. what this kid does, and I, I have incredible hope for him. I have very low expectations for him. I think Cavs fans have conned themselves into believing he's almost a sure thing. When the odds of him, I'm not saying it can't happen, yeah. but the odds of him being an impact player in the NBA are minuscule. Now, take into account, and this is part of the phenomenon, yeah. take into account yes. that he was a two-time high school player of the year. Yeah, that, I know that, that, that yeah, but yeah. Th there's a reason he was drafted that low. Yes. And We've seen it. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen here, yeah. but we have seen in the past where guys with that kind of potential stub their toe out of the gate, have a couple of hiccups. He transferred. He had a gun charge. Yeah. He had some things. We have seen on rare occasion – where the player gets control of the wheel and puts the car but back it, on the road. But it, true, but if he And were, that's what we're hoping. But for. if he were that good, those off the court stuff wouldn't matter because the guy drafted second overall had a gun charge too. But everybody's like no, he's a great no, player. I understand so. that, but what what I'm saying is so I think everybody has is a ball of clay. Mm -hmm. His ball of clay was pretty freaking special. Yeah. Now yeah. Yeah. as he molded it into the bust that's become him. There's been some missteps, but it doesn't mean that it's been glazed and fired and it's all baked in now. So what I'm yeah. saying is, based on the ball of clay, based on the raw materials that this kid had at yeah. 15, 16, and 17. But who decided he was that good? Some well, guy writing a high the, school football, no, basketball it, article? Mike, I mean, Mike, I mean, you, you can talk to this. this. It was is, the machine. It's the, he's the it national. Was the well, maybe they were wrong. He, they've mean, been wrong before. Yeah, you know, they've so been wrong before. The point is, like, give it time. I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah. He, but he's probably going to be playing for the, the charge this year. So this is – this is. You don't so, think he'll be on the roster? I, I, he'll be with I, the charge. I'm not sure, but Mike and Wait Jason, who know better than me, think he's going to be on the charge. With absolute certainty. You're not saying I think he'll that's be not, with the charge. Th that's what Kobe Altman said. For the whole year. Well, he's Kobe Altman is not, not for the said, whole year. I have a two-way contract, so. Yeah, I understand Which means he can that. only come up for so many games. But, Jay, he's I understand so that, raw, he's not ready to play in the NBA. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. But I will say, my guilty pleasure, and yeah. this, is, this is the reason people are clicking on these, these shorts, these clips. He is... He's caught our attention. He's got really high-end potential. And I think, to your point, I want Cleveland to be careful not to turn that potential into expectation. Because here's my thing. Right. It's a lottery ticket that I've scratched off, and I have the first three numbers. And there's three more to scratch. I like that. And those are the hardest ones to match. That's yes. right. So I, progressively. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm that. like, what have I got here? Oh my God! You can't get all six unless you got the first three. And and, and you got to look at it. I'm I'm a I like so when you every hero movie is the the hero's tale, it's the hero's yeah. journey. Right. All right. of them. All every great movie you like, Slapshot. Every great movie you like, Rocky. It's the hero's tale. 
It's about the guy who figures out he, he starts off high or he has expectations. He falls down. There's he a picks setback. His, his a setback. He puts himself back together. Then he realizes the epiphany. He it hits him. This is what I need to do to, to be successful yeah. to be before the, the comeback before the comes comeback. The setback. The setback. Right. You but gotta, if his skill set is that good and I'll ask Mike because he follows this stuff very carefully. If his skill set is that good, why was he drafted that late? I don't care about the baggage. Why? I just find it hard to believe that the Cavs of all teams found this incredible diamond That's in the, the rough. That's the point yeah, you have. Right, right. That's the point. I, I'm skeptical That's about the point. that. I am too. It, it, yeah. because, like I said, I'm excited I've got the first three be, numbers, be, be, and, yeah. and, and we've got a chance. Because, yeah. because you're, you're in disbelief because the Cavs, the Guardians, and the Browns have traditionally fumbled the bag. Yeah. Even when they get the first right. pick, they can't get it right. Even when they have multiple picks in the first round, they still can't get it right. The team that drafted Anthony Bennett, number one overall, you're telling me that they found a kid in the second round and he's <laughs> going to be the greatest. And right. all these good teams late in the first round with nothing sure. to lose passed on them. So, that, so that's just, that's the skeptical and right, right. And you so. You know, I know he did okay in the summer league. It wasn't like he was amazing. He did okay. No, I would say he did better than okay. I wouldn't say amazing, but I what think did he, he was shoot, better than Mike? okay. What did he shoot for he the whole summer league? 39% from the floor. Which is what 30. he is. I, I mean, that, but that's not that good. He's almost his exact no. college stats. Now, here's the problem that I have with it. He hasn't passed the ball. How the hell do you only manage three assists playing well, that and that's kind why of minutes? You know, what, he's not going to be able to play like that in a real game. <clears throat> there is, no. I, there's always tweaks that you got to make. But I want to get back to why people are excited about it. The Cavs, and, and this is to give the people on the ground a, a voice and say this is why they're excited. So the kid, uh, if you look back two years ago, he would have been a top five pick. You'd have never got him, right? Right. Um, when you look at the Cavs, they don't have a three. We, we've been told over and we don't have a three. We don't have wing. We and don't we, have and, shooting. And, and they're not falling out of trees. And, and they don't come out of trees. And we try to trade for one. We can't get one. We try to develop one. Doesn't really work. Now you got a guy who has really high talent and really got a ceiling of a guy that has a skill set. Some of his skills, and I'll tell you, he's not going to be a guy that's going to give you five, ten assists. But he's not going to give you that. Where's the, ever. like, He's not going to play defense. He's not going to pass the ball. He's, he's a, those are things. Those are things that you get he's, better. He at. needs to put on weight. I mean, there's a lot of stuff he needs to sure. do. Yes, but like you said, it's a lottery ticket. And he didn't shoot that well. No, no. So I, it, I mean, there's a level to it, right? Yeah. When it's a difference between being a shooter and a shot maker. When you see Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and those guys, before we had a perception, before those guys. Every shot you see those guys take was a bad shot in the 80s. Horrible. Yeah. Those kids developed that shot where now a step back, which wasn't even a move. Step back was not a move when Jordan played. No one's stepping back. Now that step back, that Clay, that Clay Thompson, Steph Curry dagger three, those are things that came into the game. And the Golden State Warriors did one thing. They got good based on innovation. They were the first team to say, we're going to let two guards with the same skill set shoot and become that great because that was a bad shot. And we'll, li we'll live with it. They got a guy in Draymond Green in the second round that was undersized. And they said, well, look, he's a point guy. He doesn't really shoot it very well, but we like what he just does defensively. They get him in the second round. They yeah, but Amani Bates doesn't have the skill set of any of those guys. Amani Bates is an elite shot maker. Elite? He's an elite shot. When you take a look at some of the shots he hits with hands in his face, those shots but are illegal. But he's only illegal. hitting below 40% overall. I know he, he's How an awkward he shot, shot maker. maker? He, he's, he, he has taken shots that go in, and I'm like, how the hell did that go in? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he's missing 6 of 10 where his shoulders are squared to the basket. And that's three. against guys who are not in the NBA. But, but, but that's that's all about development. It's all about now. We have seen guys improve their shooting <laughs> it's about, substantially. It's about Michael Jordan did. But how do you – you can't say he's an elite shot maker. No, I wouldn't. When he's I, never played against NBA players. I, I, in college, I believe he's I, I would NBA say he has the maker. potential to make elite. difficult shots. Mike, do you agree with that? Jump elite shot maker at 40%. I can't I would not – at this point of his career, I wouldn't call him an elite shot maker. But, but, but does he, he have the traits that he, could lead to becoming an elite shot maker against NBA defenses? Yeah, he's 6'9. He gets great separation on his step back. He does his do sidestep threes or mid range, whatever he does, his sidestep is extremely quick, even for a 19 year old rookie. So he has the raw Tools. skills to be an elite shot okay. maker. So that's the, but that's, today, and that's the hope, but that's going to take he's not an elite shot, shot maker. Yeah. Now, no, no. does he have any other good NBA skills? 
NBA, not schoolyard NBA, basketball. NBA, like today, I, no. do, I mean, I think he's a better standstill shooter than a Kuro. I don't know if that makes him NBA skill, but I mean, you took he's a shooter. That's what. So this is what we all. When I say this, I always say, look, you took Okoro at five. He's not a shot maker. He's not really. He doesn't. But nobody's arguing about this draft pick. No, no. Nobody. No. I, my argument yeah. is just why are we spending so much? But I, I, I understand it, we are because it's it's hope. We're doing it for clicks essentially. No, 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 it's hope. You, know. you touched on it. Gene. It's hope. You touched on it, and that it's Cleveland. I, 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 it's hope. It's Cleveland. I, I, you know what? We, we're we're the movie Rocky without the championship win at the end of the movie. See, like we're the beaten down. Yeah, we're the like, underdog. The Cavs just won a championship. We're, not just. That's been seven I years. Mean, man, it's hard and to believe. You, it's been I, I know it is. Yeah. But, and, but bull, yeah. go back fifty-seven. No, years, I know. I and know. That's our only drink of water. So I, I get it. But our our mentality here is that we're waiting for the. Remember in the scene in the Rocky scene where the bell it was just the bell before the Yeah, but those guys were waiting for that but, moment, but that's and, that's Donovan Mitchell. That's Mobley. That's not this guy, but it hasn't worked so far with Donovan Mitchell and Mobley. What, this I, look, guy's gonna make the no, difference. I mean, no, but here's the, the, the mentality. The reason yeah. that Clevelanders are clicking on this guy at an amazing clip. Yeah, is we hope he's it's the, the hope. guy. Okay, but you have to. Is he the guy? Will yeah. he be the guy? I'm I'm here to tell you there is a very slim chance right. that he will lead the Cavs or be the missing link to the Cavs winning a championship. Right. Who knows? But Maybe you got it four for, years from now we're sitting here and we're celebrating again. But you got it I don't for free. Know that. Yeah. But you got but, it for free. But, yeah, but that's as, fine. As as the saying goes in Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying I have a chance, chance right? Yep. After she told him. So does every other player drafted in the second round. No, 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 no I disagree no, with no. that. I, I, as second he, round draft picks go. By the way, yeah. he, for then me, why did 20 teams in the second round pass on that guy? If well, 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 well listen. Be, it, because it, of the lack of assists, the lack of defense. The baggage in college. For Cleveland. A gun charge. Yeah, there was a lot for Cleveland. So what's the best case scenario for this kid? I, to be a major contributor in three years. That to me, that's that's, and, that's and would it. you say that's better than a one percent chance of that happening? I, can't put I would that tell on. you this: if they yeah. would have called someone else's name with that pick, it's yeah. not happening. It ain't happening. I mean, history. Mike, of, Mikey showed us the day after the draft. I know, but he why does us. he have a better chance than anybody? Because else? he was he, a two-time high school he, player. I, to me, year, that doesn't. Once upon a because, time, because, because boy, you have to understand yeah. in the basketball sense. You keep saying why. Because he has talent. But the only thing you guys keep giving me is he was great in high school. I, I, to no, me, no, that no, doesn't I, matter. I'm, well, we're telling you, if you're a six foot nine and you can create space and you are a tough shot maker, we learned being six foot nine, they don't grow on trees. We tried to get right, those guys. Right, yeah. Second of all, when you be an elite shot maker, the only guy we had coming but, up the bench is Karis LeBron. We're not saying these, these again. Guys are that. He has all these things, and all these teams passed. There's right. a reason. Now, so, now, not just to, that he got to, a gun to that point. So, but they're they're bad, dumb teams, bull. But, and the Cavs have been one of those so teams. That's, so that's why I'm saying to but you. But there are smart teams that passed on them too. Well, let's do an exercise here. Yeah. Close your eyes. Let's get a camera shot. Of, of okay. Close, Close your eyes. eyes. Yeah. Okay. And then I, after this, I got something else. So we'll move on and go okay. again. So here's the exercise. Yeah. Ready? Your eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. The Cavs have peaked excitement by trading for Donovan Mitchell. Right. They have a core of young, all-star caliber players that seem to all chemistry-wise fit together. They're all great guys. Last season, in this wild experiment, they couldn't find the missing puzzle piece that had a three on it. They couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. They tried all kinds of pieces, but nothing clicked. They go into the draft, and they only have one piece of capital. Right. It's a second-round pick. And you find that with that pick, you could grab a player who was a two-time national player of the year who happens to be a three. Right. You're not going to do it? I'm not arguing that, though. Okay. I'll, I'll open my eyes now. Are you excited about that? I'm not because... Because he could be. I know, but... It's not like This he's... team's got to win now. By the time he's any good, Donovan Mitchell's gone. Well... But, but, but like, let's say, what's the point? I mean, so, it's not going to help them. Let, he's let, not going to help them win let, a championship let, let, with this let me group. Mobley will be here. Let me give you... Let me give you... Our a, other young kids will be here. I'll give you... I'll give you an example see if you can understand it, right? There's a kid that plays quarterback at Ohio State. He couldn't beat anybody out. He couldn't beat anybody out. He great, transfers. Great analogy. I know where you're going. He transfers to LSU. He was fourth on the depth chart at Ohio fourth. State. Fourth. 
He has a decent. Oh, that has, was a failure by Ohio State, no? Well, hold on. I'm just Ohio State has great quarterbacks. All those quarterbacks went to the league. None of them are good. None of them good pros. Uh, well, so Not okay. a single one of them. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm talking yeah. about none of them the, won national championships. I, I'm, I'm saying nope. I'm going to talk about the odds. Yeah. A quarterback who never beat anybody out gets in the transfer portal. He goes to LSU. The first year at LSU, maybe sixth round pick. Ups, downs, not really a good team. He comes back the next year, and he's as constituted. He's just sitting there. Now, if you say, what are the chances that that kid, his senior year at LSU, sitting there, is going to go run the table? Go, hold on, let me finish it up. Win yeah. the Heisman. Win the Heisman. Yeah. Win that. Become the number one overall pick. And in two years, and play in two Super years playing the Super Bowl again. I, I, I am giving you that there's a, a a slim chance this guy could be this one of these other ridiculous things that. But happens. that was the most improbable. But we story can't talk about it for thirty minutes every day as this as if this is a likely scenario. It's not. We're not saying. I think we've all said it's not likely. I don't think so. I think uh, you have kind of made it well, seem like no, it's. Well, no, Bush no, 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 is all in. No, yeah. no, no, hold on, hold on. So, so here, here's what I'm saying. I think a lot of our fans are convinced this guy's going to be a good uh, but, NBA but player. And that's silly. It, no, no. But yeah. you are you're taking a step to say that they are convinced because of their excitement. You're conflating two different things. You can be excited about something, but not be convinced. I'm excited about dating you. Am I marrying you tomorrow? Yeah, but again, good this, point. this question <laughs> of, well, they needed a wing and now they got, no, they didn't. We don't know if they got one. Well, we, know, we, needed, we know they needed one. They Right, but he has, he's not helping them now. Okay, That's the bottom line. Could this team have drafted with nobody? That so I'm, so I'm not the, saying that, right. but you still—they still don't have an answer at that position well, right now. We're going to watch, and I'll tell you this: our, our ultimate question here was, does the summer league mean, mean anything? Nothing. Zero. I will say that it means what spring training means in baseball, and it will—it means what the NFL preseason means in football. It means this much. No, it's even less to than those. To an Empire State Building. It's even less it, than those. Because here's why: you can fall flat. Yeah. And prove that you can't play. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done that yet. I don't agree with that. He hasn't if he had sucked in the summer league, that means he definitely can't play. I don't agree if with that. If you can't play in the summer league. Yeah. yeah now, here's the analogy, and they're not yeah. mutually exclusive. Just because you can play in the summer league doesn't mean you're going to be a hit in the Th- NBA. That is correct. Right. However, if you <laughs> if you can't play in the summer league, he's not, not doing true, that. Not league. Again, Give I me would, an example of I a guy who flopped. Trey Young the, had one of the worst summer leagues in the history of what summer was his, leagues. And what was his rookie season like? I mean, he would, let me look it up, but Ooh. it wasn't like he would. Trey Young. Young. Oh. So there, there are, I'm not saying guys I don't just develop. Don't think it but matters. I think you, it's completely irrelevant. I can watch you in summer league and say, yeah, you, you don't have it. I just can't. I've been but, able to but, do that. But, but I think I think we look. But Trey Young is a rookie. Well. Real quick, so Trey Young in summer league averaged 12.3 points per game. He shot 29 percent from the floor and shot 12 percent from three on Awful. 38 attempts. Okay, how many games? In four summer league games. Okay, okay. But so you, that's what, all he played. Right. But that's as the same a rookie thing here. again. As if a rookie, he's averaging 12 points a game after watching that and saying, yeah, he definitely had a bad shoot of strength, a, a bad string of shooting. But after watching that, I'm, I wouldn't have said if he's averaging 12 points a league a, a game in the summer league that oh he definitely can't oh, he shot. play. But I it have was, watched guys in the summer it league. It was where horrendously it, bad. There were articles written. Is this the worst top five draft pick of all? Time? He had remember the way people were talking about Jamar Chase horrible. in his first uh, preseason. By the way, his rookie balls? season. I never, I never doubted Jamar Chase. Trey Young's rookie you. season. No, I didn't. But people points, were crazy with that. Eight re- assists, all rookie team. So yeah, he was fine. All right. Here's what. Here's. I, I guess the point is, it's a four game sample. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's Tiny. it. I'll give you four games in Steph Curry's regular season last year, where if you pull those numbers, you're like, wow, yeah. he's old. He got old. Especially in basketball. Basketball, more than any other sport, yeah. to me, is streaky. It is. If you, when you're shooting, the, basketball, just, the, the rim can look like a, a thimble, I guess or it can look like... I just don't see... I'm fine that they drafted him. It's absolutely fine. You hate I talking about him, though. I you? wasn't that impressed by him in Summer League. He's playing okay. against... A bunch of guys were not going to play in the NBA, and he wasn't that good, I didn't think. One, hey, one thing, I think we got to talk about baseball. Yeah. Amani Bates aside, Craig Porter Jr. went undrafted. And this dude, yeah. at times, looks like he's the best player on the court. And I, went, I left yesterday's yeah. game. I've heard that he's been very saying, impressive. Saying, once again, this dude, whether it won't be with the Cavs this year, they have too many right. undersized guards, but in general, I think the Cavs got an NBA player oh. and undrafted. Well, here's, okay. here's the thing, though, too. Like, I think, I think we, we got to – Sometimes when you're in this industry enough, you become okay. you become jaded a little bit, right? And you forget about what the industry is. The industry is 
people who love sports and when you love something you watch it. It doesn't matter if it's the senior tour or the PGA tour. If you right. love golf, you watch golf. Sure. If you like baseball, you're going to check up on the minor league guys. If you love football, you're going to watch every preseason game. Our industry is built on the love and passion of sports. And as an athlete and as a young athlete, we can minimize what it really means. But at the end of the day to young players, it's monumental. It's, it's your Super Bowl. It's 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 the first That's fine, but it's proof of nothing. But, is all but, I'm but, but but sometimes in the sport in sports, we're not looking for proof. We're just looking to right. enjoy something that we have a passion for. Sure. For us, it yeah. may be like, does it really matter? No. But for the fans, that is why we are here. Right. To give them a picture about what they love. And they love sports. So if yeah. you're a basketball fan, you're gonna watch Summer League and have hope to see what turns out. That's all it is. Uh all right. we'll switch to Guardians now. Yep. Uh Bulls passion, my passion, baseball. It's back the second half of the season. Ah, uh, second, half, second of half of the season. 186 games. They're not playing. Season. At least it's real games. Right you see what I did right there? If it was 180 game season, we'd be at the halfway right. point. Yeah. Let's it's, get it going. It's 162, yeah. but it's always been referred to as the second yes. half. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Even though it's like halftime coming at the 34-minute mark of an NFL game. But it counts, though. But we're getting ready to, yeah. after the break, yeah. post-break, we're going back to the to the diamond and the guardians are in a funny spot. They're 45 and 45, but they're in first place. I'll be a uh, half game or whatever their lead is over the twins for them to win it. They're going to have to have a monumental second half from somebody who presently isn't having a monu monumental. Well, there's plenty season. of guys. To, there are a possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start with you. Who's yeah. your choice? Who's the guy that's going to have a huge second half of the season? Uh, I, I'll go with Andre Jimenez. Damn it, that was my guy. <laughs> I mean, he's the best player on the team, not playing at a high level. Yeah, but but he's shown signs recently. Yeah, he's been better lately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole, a lot of guys have been better lately, but he's still not been great. Right. Right. Like Jose's not having an MVP season, but he's having an All Star season. Josh Naylor's having the best first half of his career. By the way, him not being on the All Star. Yeah, he should have been on the All Star. Bullshit. He definitely should have been. That's all there. I can say about that. But Andre Jimenez has had a very disappointing first half of the season. I wonder if in April, especially, he was putting too much pressure on himself with the new contract. Possibly. Some players do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe now he got the break. Maybe he's going to chill out and have. I, I'm expecting him to have a big second half, and they need him big time. But they also need to add a bat, Jay. I do. We'll get I to that in a minute. I got a more. trade for the, for the Guardians. I like to see the You man. do have a trade. Yes. Good. I, I, I'm going to say Quan um, because he. he it's crazy because last year I would say he was the, the darling of the guys who came up that, that started to show that they were the young guys that were going to stick a little bit, right? And I, you look at his numbers. He's not he's not putting the ball in play like he used to. His average is down at about 263. Look That's at his number, right? So, you know, when he is getting on base, he has opportunity to have some stolen bases. But the, the fact that he needs to be a guy where if he's going to play, and he's going to play at a power position in baseball. He needs to be an Ichiro dude. He needs to be like Quan is going. Quan is going to get three hits. Two. He's getting a minimum two hits. And when he gets on the base pass, he's going to be a terror. Right. Then you can justify that, right? Because you can say he's going to play great defense. He's always going to be an inning starter. He's always going to be a guy that he can run. You can start the runners and bases, but. He's just not. He's not. He's not. You know, the same hitter that he was last year. I don't know if that's because. They got the book out on him, or if once again we talked about one of the younger guys that are going to regress to the mean. So far, we got Gonzalez, who we haven't even seen half the year, and, and Quan, he should be up here right now. And, and he should be. I don't guy. know why they haven't brought it's him. It's ridiculous. Up. I, I thought for sure they'd make an yeah. announcement yeah. yesterday saying that he's going to start yeah. the Texas series it, with with the big club. What is what does he have to do? He's been red hot. He's been nobody's hitting fire. in their outfield. No. So I mean, what are we doing? See, it's a young guy with some hope. No, I like the young guy with hope. <laughs> I understand. We need, a, we need a right fielder. Yeah, we do. We need they, somebody that can I, a, a power bat. They don't grow oh, no, in trees. I got to say, Brennan has been, all right. has been a nice surprise for he's this team. He's been all right, but he's, you know, he's not. He doesn't have the power. That, and I know Gonzalez is an undisciplined hitter. Okay, there's a lot of undisciplined hitters. They don't, like, we, we need, if he's going to hit 25 home runs, and I don't know that he will. But he's not going to get 25 Why the rest of the way. Why is he judged so harshly? I don't right. understand. He was it excellent all. last year. And, and he stunk when he first came up this year. Okay, but <laughs> I, like he he, there's no other penalties for the rest of these guys who've been terrible. Look at a guy, and I, I'm not even going to do this again because yeah. uh, it's probably not fair to him. A young player on yeah. this team that had expectations that is not performing. 
Why is it that a player like that is getting more leash where Gonzalez, who is a playoff hero, yes. if you would have told me last October <laughs> yeah. as he was circling the bases after hitting a walk-off playoff series deciding home run, right? that he would get a handful of games In the and then be of the year? relegated to the minor leagues, right. I would have said no way because that violates Tito's Tito's constitution I, I is to give these guys slack. I, it's like, I know they have a philosophy as a team that they don't want guys to strike out a ton, but they've almost gone too far. It's like they, they don't want to have any guys like that. When well, a well, lot of guys like that in baseball that have power especially are going to strike out. Well, the player that I'm talking about is strikes out four out of every ten at-bats, I believe. Well, who are you talking about now specifically? Well, let's just guess. Who is the guy that's on yeah. this roster yeah. that – has been coming. He's everybody says, Oh, he's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. They put him at shorts. So you know, oh, Gabriel Arias. Yeah. Yeah, he's done anything. Now, he's been terrible. I, I brought him up a couple of weeks ago yeah. as a guy who strikes out four out of ten at bats. Right, yeah. Hitting under two hundred. Right. Very limited power. Yeah. They try him on all these different positions. Yeah. Yet he's he's been up with the big club all year. Yeah. Crazy. And a guy like Oscar Gonzalez, who has playoff hero equity with this franchise and fan base yes gets a brief look and then is sent down it's to your point i've asked myself this question a million times tito gives players room to 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 miss i don't i think i think in the offseason the conversation with him was you absolutely to sustain what you've been doing you absolutely have to develop plate discipline if you don't you'll be out of the game in two years and the early sample size at spring training and those few games yeah. that he played in the major leagues, he was still swinging at bad right. balls. And, and if he had been awful in AAA, I could understand, but he's he been great. He was at first. At first. But, man, but lately he's been around. on fire. He's turned it around. Uh, are, they, are they doing stuff like this? I don't know. Are they going into the season being like, this season, our priority is to see this guy, this guy, this guy. If this guy, well, Gabriel Arias is certainly on the list. He's one of the like, guys they want to see. Like, they, like, or, or he's going to get first crack, at, and, 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 and he needs to fall completely off. Yeah. And the, you know train. what? They've devalued his trade. His trade all these stock guys is devalued. I mean, all you think about all these young players, they all their trade values are down. I mean, it's unfair to Bo Naylor because he hasn't played that much. But his, I'm okay, I'm okay with Bo. Talk, no, hundred percent. He's done I'm, a great job behind the plate. Agreed, and I want him playing the rest of the season I next do year. Too. But at the moment, his trade value is lower than it would have been a year ago. Yeah, um, probably. Same thing with, with, I mean, like, we've been hearing about George Valera for years. He's batting like a buck fifty in AAA. No, it's not I mean, all happen. these guys, we keep hearing about all these prospects. It's time to get some proven hitters, even if they're guys who are not perfect, because it's hard to get guys that are perfect, and teams don't want to trade them. But let me throw you out a trade right now, which makes a lot of sense, okay. all right? Let's throw let let let's go get Tyler O'Neill from St. Louis. Okay. okay. You've mentioned now, him, I he's, think, before. Yes, he's been I hurt. He's missed most of the years. Only played like 25 games. I think he's just about ready to come back off the injured list right. within a week or so. Okay. Now, two years ago he had 30 home runs. Mm-hmm. Last year he missed about 60 games, still hit, I think, close to 20 home runs. So he was on pace for mid-20s. Right. All right. He's an excellent fielder, which we know everybody's obsessed with. Right. So he's won he I think he's won two gold gloves. He can run the bases, but he's actually got power. Now he's a flawed player. He strikes out, but they're looking to move. They're looking to sell. He also, he also spends a lot of time on the unavailable. He's been hurt, no yeah. doubt. But I, I can't trade for a superstar right now because any good team that has a superstar hitter is not going to trade him right now. That's something you'd have to do in the offseason. But I could get Tyler O'Neill at a cheaper price because they want to move on from him. It's going to be a number of prospects, right? I'm thinking straight up for Logan Allen. I think that's a fair trade. Oh, wow. Yeah. I See, I don't think our pitching depth Mm. right now is deep enough to do that. I I think I would do it because I don't – I thought they were going to trade Bieber for most of the year, and I don't think they're going to now because he's not pitching well enough. And I think at this point – Savali's pitching real well. Kudos to him. I, I Savali's kind of, pitching great. I was about to give up on Savali you before did this give year. Up on him. Pretty uh, much. Yeah. You didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, that's more fair to say about to. I, I was pretty much done with him. He's been great. Obviously, Williams and Bybee are here to stay. Sure. So if you're not trading uh, Bauer, uh, if you're not trading uh, Bieber, 
then Allen at best is your fifth starter. I know he's a young pitcher, but he doesn't have the stuff that Williams or Bybee have. He's a nice pitcher, but his fastball is not special. Sure. He's a nice pitcher. I think he's a middle-of-the-rotation guy. Mm. I know Quantrill's been awful, but he's still here. They eventually maybe will get a Spino in another year or two. You still have McKenzie. I know he's in it. They've got, I think in the I, long I run. You, my expectations for a Spino have dramatically Sure, but you've too. got enough pitchers in the system, and they, unlike with the hitters where we hear about them all the time and many flop, their pitchers always pan out or almost always pan Seems out. To. So I'm okay trading one of my – a nice p- pitcher in Logan Allen, but not a special pitcher. Yeah. And I would trade him for Tyler O'Neill in a deal. I, I, I'd love to have O'Neill, yeah. but I just don't want to. I don't want to chip away the pitching depth that we have right now. I, yeah. and, and hey, listen, if you could trade some of the the hitters and the minors, I know, but I like I you do said, it. They're damaged now, right? They're but if I have to trade Logan Allen to get a proven good hitter, again, I know he's in, he's been injury prone. That's the one flaw. Let me ask you this: but, I think Oscar Gonzalez still yeah. has trade value. Um, if the if the Guardians aren't going to call him up, I'm confused. Then I why just, not move him? I, I'm well, confused. yeah, but but is his trade value down too? Probably less it's frustrating. than what it was like, last like, year for sure. Again, we, the long term we don't know yet. I'm not killing the Guardians for this, but at the moment, Nolan Jones has played well for Colorado. He has. Will Benson's playing real well for Cincinnati. Real well. He he's since he's moments. come back, he's had some moments. Since he's in the beginning of the year when he started with him, he was awful, awful. But That's since he's come say. back, he's played really well. I'm okay. not saying he's a star. Yeah, I'm saying he's playing. He's, he's contributed. Been a yeah, he's, he's contributed. contributed. That's fair. Like we got like our outfield. Brennan's contributed. He's yeah. contributed. Yep. Straw. We've been through it a million times. The <laughs> lack of power in our outfield. Will, it's will, just killing them. You. There's no way in in today's modern game. Yeah. And I hate to be definitive about this and yeah. and kill anybody's hopes. Yeah. But in today's modern game, the way it's played, yeah. a team with two corner outfielders Good. that can't hit home runs can't right. win a World Series. No. Teams. Can't do it. No. It, and, and, and that's it. I mean, it's like, and nobody's asking the Guardians to be first in home runs. But you can't be 30th. No, you can't be. No. All right, uh, got to take care of a read, and then we're going to bring I in Zach. i got a quick read, and then we'll bring in Zach Meisel from The Athletic. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. We asked the poll if they like Bulls' trade proposal, Tyler O'Neill. For Logan Allen, 55% said yes. They agree with Bola. That would be a fair and good trade for both I'm sides. With Zach that, thinks. Let's welcome in Zach Meisel from The Athletic and, more importantly, a lover of unique random sports jerseys, which we have to talk to you about. <laughs> I know. I love that, captains. Man. That is one of the coolest things in the world. Zach, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us today. What's going on, fellas? How are you? Zach, we have to start with your reaction to um, GM Bull's trade proposal. Do you like it? I like him talking about this than trying to make a case for trading for Shohei Otani, which I feel like he always is. Well, I, um, no, I understand that's ridiculous. We were, we were having some fun with that, but go ahead. Yeah. It's you don't dead like this trade? I just, it's like a last resort to me. I think if there's a way you can not ruin, well, I wouldn't ruin, but you don't want to hurt. If you're keeping Bieber, you have to add. And this trade to me that you're proposing is, going to hurt you a little bit on the pitching side and you hope help you offensively like I I need more of a slam dunk I'd rather find a team that's willing to take on prospects and maybe St. Louis is that team and they have a yeah. bunch of outfielders they can deal but I don't know yeah, he was, Zach, I mean, the, guy was top, the guy finished top 10 in the MVP two years ago I know he's had some issues the last two years but like the cart who's like the only guy you'd rather have from St. Louis to me in the outfield is Jordan Walker. They're not trading him. So, like, but who that's else would you trade for there? I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just yeah. saying I would look at a lot of other possibilities and then circle back to that one if I needed to at the end. Because exactly. it probably helps you a little bit, but you're weighing this year and next year and the year after. And, you know, you're not going to have Bieber very long, even right. if you keep him this season. So what does your pitching look like next year if you make the trade? you're talking about and you trade Bieber this winter. I don't know. I need to know if McKenzie's having Tommy John surgery See, at some th- point. That's a big part of it. Sure. Yeah. Zach, that's what I was going to ask you. I, my comfort level with this trade, the one for one, my comfort level with this trade would be 
much higher if you told me that in early August, McKenzie's going to come back and he's going to be Tristan McKenzie. But at this point, and I don't know if it's just my cynicism, but at this point, I'm looking at McKenzie as offering nothing to this club this year and thinking he's going to need Tommy John. Um, talk me out of that my, uh, position, if you can. I can't. I mean, the only thing I can say is he sounds cautiously optimistic that this is the right move, that he feels better right now. But even he said, like, until you actually get back to throwing, you have no idea. And there's, I think it's this week coming up that he said was like the key week where you pick up a baseball and you either know or you don't whether you're going to be able to recover or not. So it's tough. I think you just look at his return. If he does return this season, it's a bonus, but it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to lean on him for seven strong innings. It's going to be babying him in September. So yeah, it's tough. I just like their pitching depth. There's a thin line between having a lot of it and having not enough of it. Boy, and they're the straddling that right now. Yeah but, yeah, but Zach, here's my frustration is that the Guardians have this amazing track record of developing pitchers. So rely on that. They can't develop hitters. All these young hitters come up and flop, except, you know, Yandy Diaz, who's great in Tampa Bay and has become an all-star. You know, I would love to have him on this roster. Uh, you know, but, but like, what are these, like, Gabriel Arias is show again, some of these guys, I'm not writing them off. Let me make it very clear. But so far, most of these young hitters have shown very little. Quan has regressed. He's got no power. Will, Will Brennan has been okay. He's, he's fine, but nothing special. Bo Naylor shown shown very little offensively. Again, I understand it's way early. Arias has shown nothing. Freeman, I mean, I'm just... How you know, what's his name? Valeris can't can't hit in Triple A right now. I mean, he's batting like a buck fifty. So we've heard about all these prospects. They can't trade any of them, and the lineup sucks. And by the way, the great Miles Straw defense hasn't been that great this year. He's seventeenth in defensive run saved <laughs> at center field. So he ain't winning. He ain't even winning a Gold Glove this year. And he and he's the worst hitter in baseball. The worst. Anything I say unfair there, Zach? No. No, I like when you get on a roll. Um, yeah, I just like, go. I think the key to their second half is Josh yeah. Bell, and that's not enough wow. either. That's you know, if if he does what you paid him to do, okay, yeah. you have a nice middle of the order, but you still have a weak top of the order and bottom of the order. So yeah. they need Josh Bell, and they need, I mean, they need two outfielders, really. So yeah. you have to look at this though as, you know, there's this season. But you don't have immediate, obvious answers going into next year either. No. And that's why I think it's imperative that they're aggressive on the trade market the next two weeks because you can trade Beaver and maybe get an outfielder that way, um, or you could trade him for prospects. But I think you have to deal something from within, this glut of middle infielders, pitchers in the lower levels, whatever you have to do to address the offense for this year and next season because it's not – you can't just assume George Valera is going to come up in your everyday right fielder next. Right. You don't think that's going to work. So I, I'm with you. They need a lot of help. They have to figure out ways to get better in the immediacy and next year and beyond. And you have to keep developing pitching. And the, the reason they're in contention, this is why, like, I understand the need to have things to talk about. But the Otani talk is so funny to me. People say, oh, like, trade for him. You got to go for it. Like, yeah, no, I get it. One chance, you have to do it. Do you realize you'd be trading Bybee, Williams, like the guys who got you here, who you're going to lean on to get you yeah, through? That, to I, that's rent crazy. A player, I get, to, I get to, to rent a player. They're so not trading them anyway, so it's, it's it doesn't matter. They're not trading. Well, you say that today, though, but I, I, I can't that, see it. When you look at the schedule, Zach, when you look at where the Angels are and with Trout's injury now, it, they're I, done. I know, but I don't I know. I just, Artie Moreno yeah. says we're keeping him. But if they start the post All Star part of the season two and seven, and they've got yeah. a very difficult schedule, if they start two and seven, and look, suddenly they look up and they're double digits out of the wild card, yeah, you're dumb if you don't trade. Them I at get that it. Point. You can't. The all the Guardians have nothing of value really in trade besides Gavin Williams and Bybee. They don't. They don't have much. Like right now, and and, uh, and the Angels wouldn't want Shane Bieber. But uh, Zach, in terms of trading Shane Bieber. What is his trade value now? Because teams are watching. He's not – he's not he, – first of all, he's been lousy lately. 
But even when he was pitching okay earlier in the year, there was no level of dominance whatsoever. He's not an ace anymore. I mean, maybe he will be again someday. I doubt it, but he's not right now. And I don't think anybody's looking at him that way. Yeah, the market's weird because yeah. I think different teams are going to want different things. You look at a team like Baltimore, they've been one of the best teams in baseball all season. They've got such a young team, a dynamic offense. They need starting pitching badly. They've lost 100-plus games, it seems like, for a decade, right? So how aggressive are they going to be? Are they going to want to make that move to get the best pitcher on the market? Is that pitcher Bieber? Do they want a guy who's got multiple years of control? Because, like, Marcus Stroman could be out there, Lucas Giolito, but those guys don't have the extra year of control like Bieber does. So I think it just depends on what you want. And, like, Baltimore could be very different than a team like the Yankees or the Rays or the Braves. You know, some teams need short-term patches and other teams might be looking at multiple years here. So it's it's why this is so tricky because, I, you know, everyone wants to debate whether they should trade him, whether it's worth trading him. But the main thing and the information that we're missing is what these teams would offer. And I think you could get vastly different returns from, say, Baltimore and Texas than you would from the Braves or, you know, the Phillies, something like that. Right. You're right, and the, obviously the Orioles are a fascinating team because they've got all these awesome young hitters they've just brought up, and their best hitting prospect, uh, what's his name, Jackson Holiday, just got called up to double, but they're not trading him. Like, are they trading the kid they just called up? I can't think of the middle infielder they just called up. They got Gunnar Henderson. They got Rushman. They got all these – would they trade any of those guys? That's the thing. They have, like, five outfielders who are either – crushing it in the majors or yeah. at a triple a with like 950 ops yeah um you would think they'd have to move somebody but if you're them you're probably thinking can't we get more than just shane bieber who's yeah. throwing 91 and doesn't have the curveball anymore i i don't know so i i wonder how much desperation there is you know you get a team that sees hey we actually have a legit shot at this i mean the american league's wide open yep so you wonder if a team is thinking you know, this just might be the time to strike. But then if you're the Guardians, too, it's like, well, do you see what Bieber can give you? Do you make additions a different way to try to equip you with the best roster possible this year and then hope he rebuilds some value and trade him this winter? There's like a million factors going into this, and it's it's a really tricky spot to be. It, it would be – I talked to some people in the organization who were like, you know, this, this would all be a lot easier if the AL Central was like any other division. <laughs> and I think the decision would be made for them. Yeah. You know, Zach, I, I was floating something out there the other day, and I think Jason Lloyd was, was talking about it too. And he said he kind of warmed up to the idea. Um, I don't think that the Guardians are going to actually, you know, we talk about uh, Williams, Bybee, and Allen. I don't think that they're going to have the wherewithal, the cap, or just even the resources to sign all three of those guys. If a Guardians pitcher reaches, I would say, superstar status or wins it, uh, you know, a Cy Young award or is a really a top arm after the initial six years or so of control. I don't ever think that they're going to resign someone. I, I think is it crazy to think that they have a timetable where it's like our job is to develop these guys, find them, get the best six years out of them. Um, and then that way, if they fall off down the line, have to have Tommy John surgery, whatever the case may be, let the Yankees or the, or, or the Dodgers or the Angels or somebody deal with it after that. But we'll continue to mind the young guys. Garrett, I was just writing about this before I joined you guys. And it's I was thinking back to Bieber's debut five years ago. I think it was his 24th, 23rd birthday Crazy. Um, at the end of May. It seems like yesterday. And in that time, I mean, he came up and he was the rookie on a rotation that was literally one of the best we've seen in the last half century. You know, you had Kluber at the peak of his powers. Bauer was a Cy Young candidate. Clevenger had burst on the scene. Carrasco was dominant. Then you had Bieber learning from these guys. And then the next year is the All-Star Game MVP, finishes fourth in the Cy Young voting. The year after that, he's the best pitcher in the universe. And then he has an arm injury. And then last year, he reinvented himself and was still good. And now he might be gone. Like it's, it happens quick. That cycle is just so fast. And you think back to, you know, the pitchers that they've had in the last, let's say the last decade. And you're right. You know, you make those initial offers. They had contract negotiations with Bieber after that all-star season in 2019, and they didn't amount to much clearly. 
And that's pretty much been it. You know, they haven't had extensive talks with him the last couple of years because both sides knew where they stood. You know, when they signed Kluber to an extension, he kind of came out of nowhere. He was a late bloomer, and then he won the Cy Young. Yeah. And they signed him to a long-term deal, but he still had a ton of control left, so it was really below market. And they knew that, you know, he gets to that last year or two and you'd be shopping him because that's how they operate. So I really think the instant when you're a pitcher, the instant you make your debut with this organization, the clock's ticking toward your departure. Yeah, and I'm it saying. goes really fast. And the way that they're able to make it work is they keep developing guys and they draft guys that they know they can develop. And that allows you to do this so you can replenish the farm system through trades. That's how you can get hitters since you can't develop them well yourself. And that's how they've been able to sustain this. It's just, it makes the timing so hard because you have to get these guys at the peak of their powers at the right time when you do have hitters to compliment them. And I think that's kind of the struggle that they're in right now. You know, Zach, you talk about, I get what you're saying. I think you said, you know, with Tyler O'Neill, for example, is that enough, right? They still have a long way to go. But what if you traded for Tyler O'Neill, right? You get a year and a half with him. Then you go to the Cubs and you go get Cody Bellinger. It's a it's a rental, so you're not giving up that much. You know he's not the player he once was, but he's bounced back. He's but you know he was he missed a couple of weeks, but he's been pretty good for the Cubs this year. So you get and now all of a sudden your outfield you you put Straw to the bench, you put Quan in center, or I mean Bell and you got and you still and you got much better hitting and Bellinger and uh, uh, O'Neill are both good fielders too. Or you could play Bellinger at first. You know, I, that, that probably won't happen because you got you stuck with Bell. But uh, anyway, I'm just saying, like, there are – if they can't just get one elite hitter, which is going to be almost impossible to do, make a few trades to get upgrades to better hitters. Even if – and if they're short-term guys, that's fine because you don't have to give up a Williams or a Bybee to get those guys. What do you think? You're in too many fantasy leagues, Paul. <laughs> I'm only in one. I told you. I'm only in one. I only do – I do a lot of football. No, and actually, I don't know if it's going to pan out this way. Yeah. And this is so random. But do you remember the year after the Cavs lost to the Spurs in the finals? At the trade, like five minutes before the trade deadline in 2008, they swung some like four-team, 11-player deal. Mm-hmm. And they added Wally Zerbiak and oh, yeah. Delonte West and a bunch of other guys. And that trade, like they had a lot to sort out after that they made that deal. And that, that season was kind of clunky after that because it was just incorporating a lot of new players but it set them up for the future you know those those were some key that was a key deal for 2009-2010 I'm wondering if there's going to be and this is kind of what you're talking about but if you make one move it might necessitate another move you know you can't like you said you know you you trade for Tyler O'Neill. okay you're incrementally better offensively and incrementally worse on the pitching staff but yeah, if you go add Bellinger too, like that, that certainly makes your lineup more formidable. And, and it, I, the main point here is like this playoff berth is sitting there for you on a silver platter. That's right. right. Great, you know, winning the division. I don't think anyone's going to get excited about hanging that banner next season. But I think what you want to do is because you're you're resigned to the fact that you have to get hot at the right time. So how can you give yourself the best chance to get hot? It's to minimize the number of holes in your lineup. It's to make sure you have at least three starting pitchers you can trust in the playoff series. And it's to make sure your bullpen is pitching the way it's pitched over the last month or so. If you can do those things, you actually have a chance this year. Can you do those things without hurting your chances next year and the year after when you actually should be a better team? That's the question they have to answer. Yeah. August 1st, is Shane Bieber on the Guardians or somewhere else? In your in your opinion. I've changed my answer on this by like... <laughs> The hour. I'm going to say he's, or by the minute, I'll say he's here, but I'm truly 50-50 at this point, and I feel like every day I hear something or think of something new that maybe changes my answer at that. All right, one more question, then Mikey's got something for you. Uh, We haven't really entertained this thought because it was just a foregone conclusion that Bieber was absolutely out the door. But because of his struggles and because of his diminished trade value, is there any whisper at all of perhaps going back to negotiating with Bieber on a long-term contract? He has to be thinking that his value 
on the free agent market once it happens is going to be less. Maybe the Guardians roll the dice and think this is a temporary hookup. Let's face it. We kicked dirt on Justin Verlander when he was 10 years older than Bieber is right now, and he had, uh, you know, a revival. Sabathia did too. Sabathia as well. Is it possible that there's that that is that ship completely sailed? I think so. I, you know, I, I I don't even think they really talked this spring on a deal, which was surprising to me. Um, I, I the big thing is so his agent he's part of Drew Rosenhaus's baseball wing, and right. he's kind of their their star player and it's been like a foregone conclusion that he was going to head to free agency and sign some big contract. And the thing with him is that I don't know what the motivation is to resign here before at least testing the waters. He's always been a guy who's bet on himself and he's also in line to make a lot of money in arbitration next season. Anyway. I mean, he's probably going to make 13 to 15 million. So it's not like he's desperate. Um, and I just think when you have more teams interested in you, you find some team that thinks they can fix you. You find some team that's just desperate for starting pitching. He could still get a pretty hefty free agent contract, even if it's not anywhere near what we thought it would be a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think I think the number is at least ticking down. And, uh, and, and sure. so maybe it would be in his benefit to talk to Cleveland about a deal, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Mikey has a question for you. Yeah, Zach, when you came on preseason, I asked about Will Brennan's chances to win MVP. And I'll admit, <laughs> because he doesn't pitch, I guess he probably won't beat Shohei Otani in the AL MVP race this year. But I do have a question. We all know what happened to Will Brennan. His comeback story this year has been unprecedented and amazing. No player has ever hit a higher batting average in the game immediately following the death of a bird due to a ball he hit <laughs> than Will Brennan. So what do you think Will Brennan's chances of winning the AL Comeback Player of the Year are this year for his truly heroic performance, fighting off PETA, fighting off birds of aviation of all kinds, and coming back the next day with a phenomenal three-for-three three, three for three performance? Great question. Thank you. He's had a lot to deal with, right? The adversity he's gone so through much. has been really impressive. Um, have you had him on? Since oh, he's killed the oh, bird? Yeah, he's our guy. He's well, a, no, not, not, not since, since he the hit bird the bird, incident. though. Yeah, not, not since yeah. the bird incident. You know, he's pretty, he gets pretty emotional talking about it. I know it was, you know, a lot of mixed emotions um, going through something like that. But I don't know. He's, he's such a good dude and really is. is so down to earth and I think easy to root for. Um, but they, and I, he's one of those guys, too, where if this team was rebuilding, I think you just let him play and you let him take his lumps every single day for a year or two because you see the skill set and like he doesn't strike out a lot. He makes a ton of contact. Like I, I think he's going to be a good hitter. It's just hard when you're in contention and you expect a lot out of this team. You know, I do think if they do make an upgrade, make a trade for an outfielder, I do wonder if he loses some playing time or, you know, maybe he'll run into another bird and he'll take off. Zach, I've got I've got some over unders for you. That was a good you. pun, by the way. Take off. Real quick, that like was a that. really good pun, Zach. Yeah. I got some over unders for you. Ready? <laughs> sure. Over under eighty five and a half wins for the Guardians. I'll say over, but not by much. Over under a three eighty nine and a half batting average for Luisa Rise. Under three eighty nine. Jeez. Nine and a half. The fact that that's. A legitimate question is nuts. It's I'll insane. say under. You take an under? He'll hit. A, he's going to hit a, a spell. I mean, he dropped from 400 to 380 at one yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, over under 59.5 million dollars per year on Otani's contract. You know, I meant to look this up today. Was wondering if you took how many players on the top of Cleveland's payroll would you need to add together to equal what he'll earn in free agency. Eighteen. Yeah. You know, oh my God. Twenty. Um, and the question I have about Otani is if you're in this bidding war, right? You know, let's say it's Dodgers versus Yankees versus Mariners, and the bidding war is getting to like twelve years, six hundred million. If you're willing to spend six hundred million, why not spend seven hundred million? Why not spend a billion? Spend right. Million, why that's why, I, Zach. That's why I think it's going to go to seven. The guy's worth every penny. He's two. He's two superstars in one country. Right. And he brings in a market. In Huge addition, market. from that perspective, yeah, Seattle, I think, could monetize his. I just value hope he doesn't end anyone. up with either of the New York teams. 
I mean, obviously, yeah. selfishly, I'd like them to end up on the Cubs, but I don't see it. But I just, I hope he stays on the West Coast. If he, if he, I don't want him to go to either New York team. I would hate that. that would be I'd terrible. love to see him on the East Coast, though, so we can watch him at a normal time every night. I agree. Night. Yeah, we get to see more of Zip. I'd like to see him stay in the American League, uh, not in our division, but I'd like to see him East Coast American League so we can watch him more and appreciate him more because he's the yeah. face of the game and Final, uh, he's going to break the bank. Final over under. Over under. A one and a half articles written by Jason Lloyd in the next six weeks. Under. Oh, under. <laughs> Wait, Bo, Bo, you forgot the, the most important actual guard. Over under 99 and a half home runs for the Guardians of the team. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Oh, Thank you, Bo. God, what are they at right now? I forgot to look. 60 through 90 games. Jeez. Will they break triple digits? Uh, I mean, that's pathetic. I'll say yes. It's the most but hesitant I'm hitching yes my wagon. I'm hitching my wagon to whoever they trade for and – I guess Josh Bell, and that doesn't feel very good. Yeah. Well, Jimenez, you'd expect Jimenez to do much better in the second half, too, no? Home yeah. I, I think so. I mean, yeah. I, even Jose could hit for more power. Yeah. Naylor, too. I think Naylor got 10. Yeah, Naylor's got a ton of ribbies, but not a ton of home runs, no. which, is, which is impressive in a way. Their but, lack of power yeah. is really actually yeah. pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when the Browns went 0-16, you're like, wow, as sucking goes, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, they are now at a level that is actually awesome. You look at it and say, how in the hell can they have so few home runs? The Braves have hit I more want, in June than they than, – the, the Braves have hit more home runs since the start of June – than the Guardians have, including the playoffs since mid-September of last year. Oh, it's, it's like they're trying not to hit home runs. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, we're just going to – we're, we're purposely only They've concentrating on – They've become great at not hitting Yeah, it's impressive. Runs. Remember – do you remember if, when you were playing in the backyard as kids and, like, the, the fence would be really short, so if you hit it over the oh. fence, it was called an out? Shut yeah. up. Yeah, like, you think Guardians would be amazing. <laughs> you right. you are at normal. my grandmother's house. That's we right. like, yo, you only had, like – you had two bases, and if you hit it over the fence, there was a dog over there. Right. So we, you had to go over. It, it was pretty much game over. Yeah. That's so it. you had two it, balls. Well, Zach, it's like some softball leagues. If after you've hit two home runs in an inning, the next one over the fence is a home run. So is you're it, trying not to hit home well, runs. Well, it's an out. It's an out. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, that's literally like I think the Guardians think that that's the right. rules they're playing on. We're not allowed to hit any home runs. No, can't do it. Zach Every once in a while, they run into one. Wait, Thanks, Zach, Zach. Before we go, real quick, yeah. what's the best jersey you've seen this year? Oh, in the Guardians yeah. game. There's always – remember Christian Arroyo? I think he played sure. one game for them. Someone sent that in the other day. Um, he was on the team in the – I think it was the COVID year and then like for five minutes in 2021, and he got in one game. I think one at bat. And wow. somebody and has his jersey. I think it's just for Zach. Uh, Zach was at the Lake County Captains game signing autographs, and uh, people love showing you those jerseys. I mean, you've made it a huge thing here. Yeah, so there was – and the best part is when you see all sports. So that night at the captain's game, I think the winner was a Leon Poe jersey. Remember him on the Cavs oh for God. like Leon 20 Poe. games or he something? He had that bad knee. Somebody actually printed that's one amazing. on Leon Poe. That is that – is, that's as obscure as it gets. It is. Zach, you're always great, Thanks, man. man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. You got it, fellas. Take care. Uh, Mike, I know there's only a couple minutes left, and you had uh, you had talking about the schedule for next year on there. Mm. Yeah, real quick. I know it's not uh, a full it, topic. It, I just wanted to get Bulls' thoughts on this. Ten games to start the season on the road. Yeah. Nine games to end the that's season. That's bizarre. I thought Jason the said road. they were home the last week. I, I, I I've never heard. That's crazy. In a vacuum, every game counts the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Managers will tell you if you if you force them. Yeah. To say what what are the two biggest stretches of the season, most important. Yeah. Now sometimes the the, the tail end means nothing because you're out of it. Right. Or you've clinched. But most managers will tell you the most pivotal thing and part of the schedule is yeah. the first ten games and the last ten games. Yeah, and the Guardians tough. have nineteen that's of those weird. twenty on the road. Aren't they Wait, home? I, from, I, may, I may have read that wrong. I think they you may be please that tell out. me that's wrong. It is. They're home for the last six games. Oh, that's a bad. I read that wrong. Oh, it's a that's terrible a, job. That's a terrible <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. Got you all okay, as Roseanne Rosanna Dana famously do, used to say on Saturday Night Live, never mind. They do split. Never mind. They do start with ten straight road games, and their home opener is the day of the eclipse. 
Yeah, which I think is, we talked about this yesterday on Channel 3. That's a stroke of genius. It's it's April 8th. It's Usually the home opener is a 4 o'clock start. Yep. The eclipse, the total eclipse happens at 310. If you don't know, Cleveland is in the absolute heart of the path. Yeah. So at 310 on April 8th next yeah. year, when Progressive Field will be packed with fans right. and 50 Major League Baseball players, it's going to temporarily go dark. It will turn into complete and total darkness. It's total darkness. Huh? Total darkness. That is so. Can you not look at it? Are you not supposed to look at it? Well, you, you when it's in the total eclipse, yeah. you see the edges. Yeah. Very, it provides very little sunlight. Yeah. You're not supposed to look at it. They'll hand out glasses. Right. So I have an idea. We need to get 40,000 of these UCSS eclipse glasses Beautiful. so you can look at the sun. And right. I want logos on both arms. Because that shot is going to be everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, the, yeah. You're going to have 50 Major League Baseball players wearing those glasses looking up That's at the That's really eclipse. cool. It's genius it's to be awesome. see you on overtime. See you on have OT. a great weekend. That's a great Happy week. Happy Friday.